0: Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Life Coach D coming at you, and I'm coming at you today with the Live Series. It's been a while, but I'm back and better than ever. Unfortunately, because of COVID-19 and the coronavirus pandemic, our lives and this world have been changed forever, and life as we know it will never be the same. Today's subject matter is titled Politics, Religion, and Responsibility. In this particular episode, I want to stimulate the intellect of those who listen In being controversial, I want to bring us back to a place of focus, unity, so that we can be the change that we want to see in this, our lifetime. Music credit to Joyner Lucas and the legend Will Smith. Stay tuned. I'll be back to dig deeply in this subject. Hey, what's up everybody? So it's been very, very interesting the last five to six months. I think the last time I recorded was probably in the month of April and that was dealing with a real conversation that had to do with racism in this country. But today under politics, religion and responsibility, I want to address a few issues. So let's start off with politics and there are several thoughts that I have as it pertains to politics. The first thing is that politics has been the talk of the day. What do I mean? I simply mean that you cannot turn on a news station. You can't have a real conversation. You can't have really anything go on without politics being the talk of the day. And it is as if everything has become political. Really, it shouldn't be. Politics should be in its own category and it should be specific to whatever particular political situation is going on. But somehow everything is now political Um, politics. Uh, is in everything now, um and I, we have to move past this point of it being the major focal point because these political views and these political things it overshadows and overwhelms everything that pertains to our everyday life, and we have to move from this as I was saying before, everything has become political, even the view. politics has become very very clear and people are very pointed and they're very specific in not only their conversations but even in some cases their attack on people because it's very clear what people are trying to do and that's because everything has become political people have opted out of politics as well so a lot of people instead of Wanting to deal with it at all, they just shut completely down and don't want to deal with anything as it pertains to politics. And I do believe that there is a time and a place for it. But some people have completely shut it down. And I think we need to be cognizant as just people, everyday people, that when people don't want to discuss it, we can't force it on them. Um, Even the church has become political, unfortunately. uh, And this is really sad so under George W. Bush, there was an initiative called FBI, and it's the faith-based initiative. And what he did is he went in and reinvigorated the protections and wanted to protect religious rights and religious views. And I think this has become something that is a mistake because what it has done, in my opinion, is it made the church be silent. It was almost as if when they gave out the different grants and and, the, and these different initiatives have were brought forth excuse me it was like hush money and now the church is super quiet as it pertains to anything that has to do with social issues or anything that has to do with anything political and it's put the church to me in a compromising position there's a separation for the church of state uh for a reason and i think that because they should be separate the mu- the water, excuse me, has been muddied as a result of the faith-based initiatives that came forth under George W. Bush. So we have to be very careful as it pertains to taking state issues and church issues and making them all political, kind of putting them in a blender, because what it does, it makes the church to, in my opinion, as I said earlier, non effective. And we have to move past this, and we have to be wise enough to know that the church is now quiet today, in many cases as a result of the faith-based initiative because it was as if the money was given to them so they have to be quiet and they can't say a whole lot because if they do that's considered in violation of these initiatives and so i thought i'd bring this up because if it seems like the church has now been bought because of the fbi or the faith-based initiatives so we have to be wise so as it pertains to politics and how things have moved towards more political i think it's okay to be political but i think for the most part politics and religion should be separated and if people have opted out of talking about politics if you can't find a creative way to find some type of common ground or commonality then you need to let people be be excuse me let people be them let them be and you move on with people who are willing to talk about politics or discuss political issues okay but for the most part politics have become a talk of the day and it's what everybody is dealing with but i think there's more to this situation than politics and we need to be able to find that common medium oh my goodness the next subject matter is religion there is so much to be said under this and so bear with me because i have a lot of things that i want to discuss religion in general as i've said in many other podcasts before it's having a form of godliness but denying god's power and so religion in itself i would say is bad as a cornerstone of of pretty much trying to put a relationship with God into a box. And so if I was to deal with, with religion directly, just the subject of religion, it has been put into a variety of, of categories. I think it's now been cut up into all of these different pieces that uh, people now say, okay, this is what religion is. And so what I can say first and foremost, even as it pertains to social issues, and keep in mind, Jesus is one of the most Jesus was one of the most controversial people to ever walk this earth. He was very political. He went against the grain He wasn't religious at all when they said him to do ABCD. He was like, okay You told me don't do this. Okay, I'm gonna make sure I do it and simply is because he said I come to fulfill the law um, to not uh, be subject to the law and so he said everything that I will do uh, will be in accordance to the law but Simply, he was like, you can't put me in a box and I'm going to do what I I feel like I need to do as it pertains to what's going on in this world. And what I mean by that or leading to what I want to say next is that the church has become silent. Silent how? Silent in so many other ways. Even as I talked about the FBI, the faith based initiatives uh, under the uh, other subject of politics. It is as if it was now hush money or people have taken money to be silent in so many different ways and in so many different cases. And so I think this is very important that we have to move past a place of being quiet because you just can't be that. The church as a whole is supposed to be a place where people can go to for refuge, but it's also supposed to be a beacon of light in a very, very dark situation. I just don't feel like the church is that right now. Now, if you think about it in terms of the church and what their mission was, their mission was to go out and quote-unquote save the loss. be the light in a dark world be the salt of the earth be different be something that people can notice that there's a difference and be a change maker so when you wouldn't enter somebody's life if you were a quote-unquote religious person when you left their presence they were changed for the better but i believe the mission has been hijacked we have so many other things that's going on we have people talking about prosperity we have people talking about big buildings and we have people with multiple churches in the same general geographical area and the whole mission has been hijacked and it's a sad reality but this is what true religion is religion is having a form of godliness but denying the power true relationship says that we're going to be about change and we're going to be different and so uh the whole mission has been hijacked and i think it's because people have lost sight of what it truly means to be a quote-unquote person of faith and so uh yeah this is what this is what it is um so think about it now, as I continue, it is important to note that people are suffering because believers have become silent. And once again, going under the faith based initiative, the reason people have become silent is because church has become more of a social place than it is a place that's effective and. What is insular should be external. And because of this, people are suffering because of silence of the believers. The next thing is politics have invaded the walls of the church, muddying the message. So now, now, more and more, because we're now talking political or we're being more political and we're deviating more and more from the real mission of the church. The water is being muddied and this is literally rendering the church ineffective and the world can see in the world's benefiting from it. The next thing is that salvation has no political clauses. It is straightforward. The gospel is real, it's simple, and it us, it is us going out and telling people about the good news of, of what Christ can do, the good news of what a relationship with God looks like and how it can be. More than going out and telling people, it is us literally living that lifestyle. But once again, that has all become silent because of the political aspect of church and finances and all of these different things that have just completely taken away and deviated from what the true message of the gospel is we can see this compromise and what it has done to the church it is really really bad so as i've said before the compromise has rendered people silent People are not affected. This world is not being affected. And the very Bible that I read that talks about the change that took place as Jesus walked this earth, he literally entered a situation and people's lives were changed as a result. We don't see that type of working going on. Right now, we're in the middle of a major worldwide pandemic. COVID-19 has come on the scene and run amok. And where are the true believers? Where are the ones who are going out and speaking life and speaking truth and being that example, being salt and light? and being the ones who know that Christ walked this earth and made a change, it's gone because the message has been muddied and the compromise is upon us. There's one thing that I want you guys to know as well. More and more people are leaving the church today than ever before. And this is simply because the message is not effective. We have more and more people in this society who are opting out and moving on past, you know, what... Benefits they can get from a relationship with God, and our society has now become a faithless society and this is as a result of the compromise that I've been speaking about last but certainly not least, the Americas are now the mission field. I remember coming up and and seeing that many many people, thousands upon thousands of people uh, were leaving this country, going into the, all of the the world, the uttermost parts of the earth, preaching the good news. but now America, who has lost its way is now the mission field and I've said this before in several other platforms and I said now the chickens have come home to roost and America is now reaping everything that has sown all of the falsehoods all of the things that have been hypocritical all the things that have been lies they're all coming back and this is why this country is now the mission field um, that people can come or choose to come and try to help put people into a better place or to encourage people to be better Uh, people and really to introduce this country to the God that has been lost in the message of prosperity, in the message of uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, in the message of uh, there is no prophetic, there is no New Testament actions or functioning. All of these things that have taken away from who Christ really was is now the reason why this country is now the mission field. So I'll be back to talk about our responsibilities. So this next segment, I will talk about responsibilities. So we have a responsibility as citizens of this country and this world to do what's best and to do what's safe. What do I mean by that? In this pandemic, when everything is so all over the place, we need to be responsible for not only the well-being of our own selves, our family members and those we call close and love, but also others. If this means wearing masks or doing what we can to Continue with the social distancing, we must do that. We have a responsibility to do what's best and safe, so just keep that in mind. We really have to do that in order for us to move forward as an entire society, not just individuals here and there and Unfortunately, so many people think it's a joke, they think it's a hoax, they don't think it's real and as it pertains to the United States, unfortunately, the leadership of this country has called it everything from a joke to something that's going to go away quickly and after we have passed over 150,000 dead in this country, it's far beyond a joke or any type of hoax. There's literally something going on and we have to be responsible to do what's best and to be safe. OK, the next thing is we have a duty um, to ourselves and to our fellow man. This kind of goes back to what I was just saying, like we have to be at a place where we're not where we're not only thinking about ourselves, but we're thinking about others as as a whole. And unfortunately in America alone, I can only speak for this because I'm a citizen of this country. We have a lot of selfish people. We have a lot of people who are self-centered and all they think about is themselves. And unfortunately, this is the system that this country was created under and by where you have the haves and the have nots, where you have this class, classism system where, you know, you're up or down. And so this divide and this foundation has created, The selfishness in people that we see in full effect today as it pertains to what we're dealing with right now. So just remember, we have a duty to our fellow man. Next, I will discuss a few things and talk about them in depth. So the next thing is we have a duty to shed light on darkness. This includes this country's lies, hypocrisy, injustice, inequality, and systemic and structural racism. So let's go over these one by one, and I'll continue with the next group after that. Number one, this country lies. Oh my God, there's so much that I can say about this, and I don't even know where to start, but I can also, I can easily, excuse me, start off by saying one of the major lies that's ever been told is that Columbus discovered America. I don't understand how people have been so hoodwinked to think that we talk about this country that was discovered by somebody that had people inhabiting the land when he got here. Most people don't know this, but the Moors who made a pilgrimage from Africa in 1555 had already discovered the Americas and discovered what was going on and had 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 interactions with the natives of this land. And so that's one of the lies that we have to talk about. You know, the next lie is that there's no more racism. Uh, One of the other lies is that, you know, this country has been great and has done things and uh, it has been amazing for all. You know, the whole slogan that uh, this current president flowed with in 2016 was make America great again, but that's even a lie because America has not been great for certain people that possess this country at all and so this is one of many lies but we have to address the things that have brought us to where we are that have been completely false and falsehoods and falsities, and people now are actually melting down as a result because they've bought into these lies so much that they don't even know what the truth is the last thing i will say on this is the lie that all of these generals that have been put up that were uh, slave owners and that were killers that raped and named and kidnapped and uh, molested, you know, black women of color. That's a lie. And I think the biggest thing that we could ever do, if if we're going to keep these monuments up, then we need to put their whole pedigree and resume down so that we really can tell the truth about who, you know, Benedict Arnold was. Or we can tell the truth about who, uh, illicit uh, uh, Ulysses S. Grant or Thomas Jefferson—all of these people who we have built these falsehoods and and these—we've uh, put, actually put these people on pedestals, and it, it's just been a—it's been based on a bunch of lies. And on that note, I must say this: it is so funny how we've put these people up on pedestals, but we don't want to really talk about what they've really done and what they represent. The biggest thing that people need to know is that when these things were erected, it was not during the beginning of this country. All of these things were erected after 1865 during reconstruction. And it was a reminder to the black people in this country that you better stay in your place and remember what brought you to where you are now. So we have to shed light on this country's lies. The next thing is we have to shed light on the hypocrisy of this country. America for years has walked around like it was the big bad wolf and it wanted to be the best example ever to everybody else. We've gone over to other countries, destroyed their countries, destroyed their well-being, their livelihood, and uh, pumped our fists and, and, and raised our, our, our fists to show our muscle, but we couldn't even stand black people in this country we've done things like committed genocide on citizens in this country we redlined black americas we destroyed the black wall street we destroyed rosewood we destroyed all of these different things um, that pertain to black citizens in this country but yet we want to say that we're the beacon of light and exampling to this world when we've been the biggest hypocrites there are so we have to shed light on this and we have to talk about this stuff so that we're not walking in these falsehoods we have been the biggest hypocrites That are out there today and we've done it in a a very slick way, but we've been brutal not only in other countries But we've been brutal to our own citizens And so this is something that we have to shed light on the next thing is we have to shed light on injustice Oh my goodness 2020 we're seeing so many different things come out of Protest and we're seeing so many different things come out of Watching a man have somebody put their neck on his uh, excuse me put their knee on his neck for eight minutes and 46 seconds until this man died that's injustice but the same injustice has gone on since the history of policing in this country we have to shed light on the injustices that take place you have the leadership of this country now trying to justify by saying there are more white uh, people killed by cops than black and this is true statistically but you have to look at this per capita We're only 12% of this country, but yet we're killed at three times the rate as white people. So when you say that, it may be true that more white people are dying, but that's simply because there are more white people in the country and per capita, we're being killed more. We have to talk about the inequality in this country. From the very beginning of us coming to this country, being drug over here as slaves, we were brought over here to do the textile work in the North and the farming in the South. And we came here and we worked for years for no pay. And then as a people, we went from no pay to low pay. And that inequality has systemic uh, issues that have now manifested itself in 2020. The poverty that we see in the inner cities, the different things that we see in the quote-unquote ghettos is all a part of inequality. And this inequality has been financial and it's been from the very beginning. America and white folks have benefited From the prosperity of this country being one of the biggest uh, um, industries for cotton and years upon years of generational wealth has passed through white families. But that same uh, equity has not taken place in the lives of blacks. So this is something that we must discuss. And lastly, right here on this, we need to talk about systematic. or Excuse me. We need to shed light on systematic and structural racism in many different episodes and on many platforms I speak all the time and I talk about the true definition of racism having nothing nothing to do with the color of someone's skin there's only one race, it's the human race, but if you talk about racism as a whole, it is a mindset that has all to do with economical power it has all to do with the ability of one entire race of people to determine the economical destination of an entire race of people. That is a true definition of, excuse excuse me, true definition of racism. And that has it all to do with power, economics, and the advancement of, of people in situations. That's structural and that's systemic racism. Structural racism has kept black people in jail for years. Systemic racism, has set up the war on drugs and uh, the war on poverty. All of these different wars that typically date back to 1970, a little bit earlier than 1970, because there was a war on um, drugs in the 60s, and then there was one on, in, in the 70s, and then we we saw one in, in 1984 in the, the excuse me, Clinton crime bill. That war led to structural, excuse me, to continual structural. Man, sorry about that. Continual structural racism and we're now still walking in that same uh, fruit of that today there are people who are sentenced to anywhere from from 15 to 60 years for marijuana possession or even the sale of marijuana and marijuana in this country is not legal in most places and so we have to shed light on these injustices that have to do with systemic and structural racism i wanted to put a caveat there and actually correction when i made the mention of Columbus discovered America, and I mentioned 1555. What I was trying to say there was 1555 was actually the first time that slaves were brought onto to the Americas. But prior to that, prior to Columbus coming to America in the 1400s, the Moors had made a pilgrimage here already. And once again, Native Americans were already here. So I wanted to be very factual and add that to this segment so that there's clarity and I'm not putting out mistruths. Continuing on, we have a duty to empower tomorrow's leaders. As the older generation and the generation before mine, there are some things that just could not have been accomplished. And so in us empowering this next generation, they could follow through and bring some things to pass that we simply were not able to do. So we have a duty and obligation to empower tomorrow's leaders to carry on this message that will get us to where we're trying to get to. This is a responsibility that is placed on us to do so. And if we fail to do this, then our leaders of tomorrow will also fail as well. And we have to equip them and empower them to be able to succeed in moving forward. We have a duty and obligation to celebrate the individualism of people and of sex of people. We cannot take the mindset that we want to merge everything all into one or all together because it steals. The, the excuse me, the uniqueness that lies within individuals. Also, what this does and has done in this country's history is it dismisses the causes and the issues as it pertains to blacks in this country. Typically, whenever you bring full inclusion in or you talk about diversity, what has happened is it's forced black people's issues to be put on the back burner. And we're having a discussion about all instead of truly dealing with what is at hand and in this case it's the issues of black people you have to understand this is the same MLK MLK, excuse me Martin Luther King jr playbook that the government allowed they allowed Martin Luther King to walk they allowed him to protest they allowed him to do all of this stuff as long as it was in the confines of what they told him to do and it wasn't until he stopped talking about civil rights and he started talking more about civil rights that he was killed one year later what am I saying martin luther king realized that it was not about bringing everybody together more than it was about giving equal opportunities dealing with inadequate excuse me inequality and bringing people up on financial levels that were more equal than they were and it was at this point when he started talking about that they took him out and this is important to know so we have a duty and obligation and responsibility To talk about all these different things and specifically here the diversity and the uniqueness of individuals so that we're not swallowing everything up and then hiding the true causes of what's going on and not dealing with the true issues that we need to deal with. Continuing on. This country has a responsibility to restore black people in full. What do I mean? There are so many things that this country owes black people. In general, and it simply goes back to why the majority of people who come from other countries come here. They come to the land of the free, quote unquote, home of the brave, and for the American dream to fulfill the American dream. This country has a responsibility to black people, its black citizens, and that is to restore black people in full. And that means monetarily, that means with land. This dates back to uh, 1865 because America promised 40 acres and a mule after slavery was abolished, but they found all kind of creative way, excuse me, creative ways, including Reconstruction, Jim Crow, the new Jim Crow, and all of these other things that simply took the promise that was promised to us out of our hands and it placed it into the hands of new emerging citizens. Uh white folks that came from other countries were were blessed with land. Actually they were given promises that they would they would get land if they come over. Uh, redlining Uh, the GI bill, all of these different things for even the uh, Africans who, excuse me, the blacks, African Americans or blacks who went to serve this country in war. All of this stuff was, was, was kept from us because of systemic issues of race. So we understand that there are some things that's well overdue, but this country has a responsibility to its black citizens. Next America has yeah, America also has a duty and obligation to fulfill the promise that it gave to its black citizens directly after 1865. And I can tell you this, until they make that right, until this country does right, things are going to continue down the spiral in the path that we see now. I said this earlier and I'll say it again. It's in my closing. The chicks have come to roost. And America is now on full display. And there is... A huge response, and everybody in this entire world is observing what is going on in this country, and it's crazy because its original sin is now being manifested and seen and shown in the fruit of the original sin. Everyone can now see, so we have a duty and obligation uh, to call this country to its promise and to its word it's promised uh it's promised uh the land of the free the home of the brave it's promised freedom and uh it's promised that you can come and live the american dream but that simply has not happened as a whole to some of the citizens of this country and like i said it's original its original scene is now being observed by the entire world but also because of what's happening here the entire world is now Responding to what they see and it is a huge change that's taking place And this is all because America is being exposed for the lies and hypocrisy that it's Manifested and walked in for hundreds of years now So as I have just gone over ten important things that we need to pay very close attention to as it relates to Responsibility the responsibility to shed light on different things the responsibility of us to our citizens and our fellow man the responsibility of this country to owe its black, excuse me to pay its black citizens what it's owed the responsibility for us to walk in the true change that we want to see and now our example of standing up is now affecting the entire world and what i would say here is what our we to do now that we have been challenged with these responsibilities. This is something that I want you as the listener to think about. What are you going to do with the challenges and the duties and the responsibilities that I just put out there that we need to pay very close attention to? We all as individuals have a role to play. And if we are responsible for our own actions, thoughts and deeds in a positive way we can affect everything around us. And if one person does that and another person does that, now we see Uh, Not only local change, but we see national change and then we can eventually see global change. I'll be back with closing remarks.